Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, this week I want to chat with you about technology and apps and how they are getting in your way. This will surprise anyone who's ever worked with me because as one of my one-on-one clients recently said, Elise, you have an app for everything. (laughs) So let me start all this by telling you a story about makeup. What? Okay, just, just bear with me. Back before the pandemic, when my girlfriends and I would go away for a girls weekend, I usually did everybody's eye makeup whenever we were going, you know, out on the town. So I'm kind of known in our group of friends for doing makeup, and I certainly have a lot of makeup and a lot of tools. So fast forward to a few months ago when one of my friends reached out because she had a big event that she was going to where it was kind of an evening wear situation, but in a tropical setting. So in order to kind of make up for the casualness of a tropical setting, she wanted to amp up the drama of her makeup a little bit. But in her own words, she was saying she feels like whenever she puts on makeup, she doesn't look like she has any makeup on. And she wanted it to look like she had some makeup on. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the goal is for people to just kind of enhance whatever their their natural assets are and to have it look very natural. But other times for something that's a little more special, you might want a little more drama going on with your makeup. And so she asked if I could help her out with that. I jumped all over the chance to do this because it meant I'd get to hang out with my good friend and play around with makeup, two of my favorite things. Now, I couldn't just teach her how I do things because my eye shape is different than her eye shape. So they're they're very different. And so off to YouTube, I went (laughs) to research dramatic eye makeup for the eyes that are her shape. So when she showed up, she had and I I could not believe this, she had a caboodle with her. Now, people of a certain age range, I should say age range, who are listening right now, know exactly what I'm talking about. Caboodles were popular in the 80s and 90s, and they're basically a tackle box to hold makeup. So in case you are wondering, mine was lavender, and it had all the CoverGirl and Maybelline products I could possibly hold, plus a cherished lipstick from Lancome that I used for special events like homecoming, prom, and jazz choir performances. I think I had that lipstick for five years. I mean, I made that last. I did I did not grow up with a lot of money. So having a tube of Lancome lipstick was a big deal. So anyway, come back to present day, my friend shows up with her caboodle from high school. So I don't think of myself as a sentimental person when it comes to stuff. In fact, I tend to ditch things pretty easily. I was pretty darn stoked to see this relic from my high school days, and it made me kind of wish that I still had my caboodle. So my friend is such a sweet little sentimentalist that hers wasn't even fully functional. Her her caboodle, the clasp on it was broken, and yet she had still kept it all these years. Okay, all of this to say that her caboodle was filled with lots of great makeup and tools. She even had some stuff that I didn't have. So I had her walk me through everything that she had and how she uses it. 
and what she likes and what she doesn't. And what this allowed me to see was that what she gravitates toward, right? Like the kind of stuff that she likes, what she likes to use. And what became clear was that she had lots of great pieces, lots of great tools, you might say, but she didn't know how to tie it all together. What she was lacking was process. So I talked with her about what I had been learning in terms of a process for her type of eye, right? So doing the the dramatic look for the type of, of eye that she has, the eye shape that she has. So as I did this, I sketched out what that might look like on paper and, you know, walked her through it. And then we got her eyes prepped. And then from there, one step at a time, I'd apply one part of the process on one eye, and then she would take over and do that same step on the other eye. And so we just kept that up step by step until we had the look she was going for, including moving on to her face to do contouring, blush, highlighting, all that kind of stuff. So step by step, I worked with her to create a process for applying her makeup in a way that would create the results she actually wanted, the look that she really wanted. And it was a fun challenge for me to figure this out. It was fun for me to share it with her. And she had fun in the process and was able to look to get the look that, you know, she was actually hoping to create for this event. So based on that experience of going step-by-step, we identified just a couple of tools. She thought she needed a bunch more tools. She was like, okay, you know, I'm going to come over and you're going to just tell me what I need and what she didn't need more stuff. She needed process. There were a couple of tools that would be ideal for her to have to really create the look that she was wanting because I was letting her borrow some of mine that day. And so I think we identified two things. It was two things. And I went with her to Sephora and we picked it out. And that was it. After that, it was just a matter of practicing her process. So she had a week until she was leaving on her trip from the moment that, you know, we did our our little session together. So I gave her an assignment in true annoying coach format. I gave her assignment and I gave her this daily assignment to follow this new process of applying her eye makeup every day and to send me a selfie every day. And it was so fun to get that selfie every day and to watch the confidence in her face show through in those pictures. So by the time she made it to her tropical location and special event, she was ready to go with confidently creating the look that she wanted to create. And the fun bonus was that uh, a few weeks later, uh, I got I gathered a group of friends together and she showed up with that look on. So I got to actually see it live and in person, which was really fun. So why the heck have I spent the past few minutes talking about makeup? Well, here's the thing. I've worked with a lot of business owners over the years, especially small business owners. And I'm talking usually, you know, solopreneurs, right? People who are, they are the only person in their business, or they have a team of up to about 10 people. And in that space, there is a lot of technology and apps that are targeted, marketed at small business owners. And they're marketed in a way as if to make you think that if you just get this app, if you just invest in this technology, if you just sign up for this weekly, monthly, annual subscription to this tool, then your life is going to be better. Everything is going to be better. Your business is finally going to take off. And sometimes these aren't small investments. These are big investments. that are thousands of dollars over time to pay for. And it just simply isn't true that this technology is going to make your life better in and of itself. So I cannot tell you how many people I've worked with that when they started working with me, they could be really kind of almost proudly point to this investment they made in this really complex kind of all-encompassing technology that they pay for 
that was going to 10 times their business that they were not actually using. And again, here's why the technology is not enough. Technology, apps, tools, they are not going to save you. They can absolutely make your life and your work easier when you use them to support or make existing business processes more efficient. They cannot make up for a lack of process. So my friend showed up with a lot of makeup in that caboodle box, right? She showed up with a lot of tools. You could say her own version of technology and apps and everything, but without a process that would lead to the result she was looking for, she was at a loss. She wasn't able to do what she really wanted to do. So I'm going to say something kind of bold to you right now. If you are paying a monthly fee or an annual fee for tech that you are not using, I want you to cancel your membership right now. You can always sign up again later, but stop paying for tech and apps that you are not using. You may think that paying for them will be the kick in the butt that you need in order to actually use them. But if that hasn't worked so far, it will not work moving forward either. So stop wasting your money and keep listening. And for those of you who have shied away from tech and apps to help you in your business and the business of your life too, here's what to do. So for those of you who are you know, paying for technology you're not using, do this. And for those of you who shied away from tech, do this too. So just like my friend with her makeup, you got to be clear about your end result. She wanted a nice dramatic evening look that wasn't overly made up, right? That's a nice, clear result. So what do you want? You need to get clear about these three things, the client and business experience you want to create, the actions that it takes to create that experience, and who is responsible for each of those actions. And for those of you who are solopreneurs, you're like, well, I'm responsible for all of them. Fine. Doesn't matter. What is most important is what is the experience you're trying to create for your client and for yourself or your team in this process of what you do for a living? What actions does it take to create those experiences? And then of course, who is responsible? From there, you set up simple systems to support you in making those actions happen more reliably, more consistently, and more efficiently. And by simple systems, I mean checklists, regular meetings, you can use spreadsheets, it doesn't matter. But when you think of simple systems, I want you to think of using what you've already had. So I have found that doing this is one of those simple but not easy things. Why? Because Processes in small businesses are often not planned out ahead of time. They're created organically because they came from you just doing the stuff on your own, figuring out your business, figuring out how to work with clients and learning through trial and error. So they've shifted over time. So it's not always easy to see that you actually do have processes in place. You just might not have them documented well, or you might not be, they might not be conscious, right? They might not be something that you're really aware of. So what I want to challenge you to do is set aside 15 minutes to very quickly bullet point out those three points of clarity that I already mentioned. One, what is the client and business experience you want to create? Two, what are the actions it takes to create that experience? And three, who is responsible for each of those actions? Just 15 minutes, like set a timer, do it quickly. It is so much more effective to just get this out of your head and, and get a rough draft in front of you that you can improve, improve on. I like to call it a shitty first draft, right? That comes from Anne Lamott in her book, Bird by Bird. Get a shitty first draft because the quicker you can get a shitty first draft out, 
the quicker you can do your second draft, third draft, fourth draft, and get to where you really want to get to. All right. So you're setting aside 15 minutes to quickly bullet point out what is the client and business experience you want to create? What actions does it take to create that experience? And who is responsible for each of those actions? Then once you get that going, maybe take a little break, maybe the next day, take another 15 minutes to come up with ways you could leverage tools, technology, and apps that you already have, okay, that you already have to make sure these things could get done by the right people at the right time as efficiently as possible. So again, once you get clear on things, and I want you to think about how you can use the tools, text, and apps that you already have to make sure these things get done by the right people at the right time as efficiently as possible. And really by simple systems, that could just be a checklist getting a checklist up and running for your business process to make sure everybody's doing the right thing at the right time. Having a regular meeting, whether that's a regular meeting with your team, a regular meeting with your client, a regular meeting with yourself, it doesn't matter. A regular meeting, like a weekly, daily, monthly, whatever meeting, that's what I mean by regular. You decide how frequently is, what the frequency is, but regular and consistent is what's important. But that's the easiest, simple system you can put in place as a regular meeting. And then spreadsheets. Spreadsheets can work wonders, whether you are PC-based and you're using Excel or whether you're Mac-based and you're using numbers or whether you, you know, are all Google-based and you're using Sheets. Spreadsheets can help you a lot too. But the point is to use technology that you already have. And you're going to do this for a while. I want you to push your simple tech as far as you can until you have the volume or complexity that demands more technology. Then, and so the volume would be the volume of business, right? Just so many clients that you can't handle it with the the simple technology you have in place. And complexity could be a change in your process. It could be more team members, whatever that might be. But it's really making sure to push it as far as you can until you need more from your tech. And it's only then that you would start looking for tech that you can invest in. So tools and apps that you can invest in that will support the process you've already outlined to create the results that you want. And let me make a little note about outsourcing while I'm standing up here on my soapbox. I'm a big fan of finding experts and specialists to do what they're best at so that you can do what you're best at. I do not want you to do the stuff that you suck at. I don't want you to do stuff that you hate. And what I have seen is that a lot of business owners because they don't want to take the time to figure out what their processes are. They're like, oh, I'll just hire somebody to figure that out for me, to design it for me. And I'm okay with that. Outsourcing is okay, but outsourcing cannot mean abdicating. You cannot give up the responsibility in this. So you are the leader in your business. And if you outsource your process and the, and the tech to be you know, developed by somebody else, be prepared to be involved in what is being developed. Because you cannot outsource your values. Make sure that anyone you work with on this understands the clarity pieces we already talked about in terms of the client and business experience you're trying to create and who needs to do that, right? You got to stay involved in the process development that you're asking others to do for you. Otherwise, you could spend a lot of money on processes that don't reflect your values or the experience you actually want to create for your clients or for yourself or your team. So, Oh, soapbox. I'm off of it. <laughs> was that like, was I a little too high on that soapbox just now? 
But as you can tell, I'm worked up and passionate about this. You can create whatever it is that you want in your business. You can create the experiences you want to have. You already have processes in place. It's just a matter of having simple systems that are going to make it all easier, more consistent, and more reliable. So it is time for the question of the week. I want to know what is one simple system you can put in place this week to support the results that you are trying to create. Tell me all about it over on Instagram. And if you're interested in one of my simplest, most affordable apps that helps me run my life and business, head on over to elisenriquez.com forward slash free stuff to get your hands on a sanity saving app that I use every single day. Okay. That is all for this week. I'll be back up on a soapbox next week. (laughs) Okay, maybe not, but I will be back again with you next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.